Hey guys, welcome to Failure to Post with your hosts, Sarah and Kathy. We back. It's been, what, over a month? Yes. Ready to chat it up? <laughs> Life just happens, I guess. And so we just haven't been able to connect, but we are back. Well, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and what better way than talk about it? Disclaimer, though, we are not health professionals. We are basically talking from our own experiences and like what we've seen on social media and what's happening in the news. True that. So let's get into the pros and cons of how social media affected our mental health and can affect the mental health of others. So let's jump into the cons first. So one of the cons we've been seeing is a shift from professional advertising to amateur advertising. This is actually an interesting con slash pro, but we've noticed that instead of going from high quality production of advertisements, People on TikTok have actually been creating ads in their dorm rooms and spinning different commercials using different brands. And brands are actually reaching out to these TikTokers to advertise their product for them instead of renting out a whole studio space and creating kind of this false persona of their product or image. Um, It's very interesting to see the differences though in how these high-tech professional ads are being made versus an amateur advertising and kind of shows you the images that marketers put out there to kind of increase their brand presence or their persona or what they want you to think of them instead of just really just being true to themselves and laying it all out there on the line. I think I've seen some of those amateur advertisements. Like there's this girl who did um, a Sprite commercial out of her college dorm room. And I thought that was amazing because at the end of the day, it looked like an actual like commercial commercial. Other ways that like social media versus reality posts and how it affects people and followers is like how it affects like body image, like mental health and like the tone of ads. Personally for me, I've always had um, issues with like body image. And I feel like it's a common thing for everyone, like men and women always want to like strive for like the perfect body image. Um, I think it's it's still true that people are looking for that, but at the same time, there's been a rise of mid-size and plus-size models and how they're promoting body positivity, which is great. I actually really like on TikTok how people are saying that Instagram is kind of like now the new Finsta of yourself. So it's really like, this is the persona that is so perfect and edited and detailed and very editorial, if you will. And that's the side of yourself that you show. Basically, it's very commercial, whereas the TikTok is like the real you and, you know, how everything is beautiful and everybody is beautiful. And it's just really shedding light on how even though those Instagrams look perfect, there's a lot of editing that goes into it. And the stories behind the images sometimes are so sad that um, you don't realize that because it just looks like the best picture And it kind of makes you feel sad because you're like, dang, I've never had a picture like that. But then when you hear the real story on TikTok, you're like, oh, I am so sorry that you went through that. No, definitely. And I think that's a great way to like lead into what the pros, how social media has affected mental health is because people are more open to talking about it. They are being more vulnerable and especially like celebrities and those big social media influencers, they're no longer just showing their edited happy self. The recent Lizzo TikTok video that you shared with me where she was just broken down and tried to talk about how it's hard to open up to people without feeling like a burden. Like 
that's amazing that she's even sharing that because there's a whole bunch of people around the world who probably feel the same way especially when you're going through grief grief is a subject most people don't want to talk about and I think it's because people don't want to be negative or don't want to seem like they're a downer but in reality it's just a aspect of life and so with Lizzo talking about it so openly on TikTok and really crying on camera and just being so vulnerable. It shows you that it's okay. Like we all go through it. It is a phase of life and we'll all get through it together. I've even seen a rise of like TikTokers who started off their pages as a couple and then they've like recently broken up and it's hard because you, you can see the gradual change from it being like a couple's TikTok to like now like of a single person TikTok and you usually don't see that middle part where it's like oh yeah we broke up like now it's just me and I think Kat Strickler has like one of the best TikToks of her explaining how it is okay to not be okay. Absolutely and like just like you said there was small changes that she did on her account at first because first her handle was her and her husband's name and then it slowly just shifted to her first name and last name And then her profile picture changed. And then all of a sudden, all her content was just about her. So if you were really watching her account, it was kind of like, oh, hey, did she get a new account? Or is she just evolving her own account? And so you kind of see this change in her, but her vulnerability of opening up about that experience that so many people go through. But again, people just make it seem like we got married, we got divorced, everything's perfect. Here's my new husband, here's my new child. And like, you miss the whole story. So when you go through it, and you have pain, or you're not bouncing back as quickly, you think there's something wrong with you when in reality, no, we all go through the same thing. It's just people aren't so open to share that. No, I completely agree. And I have been more vulnerable and like open to sharing my mental health issues when I'm feeling down or like, I have a good trigger. Like I am starting to become more vulnerable to share that. And I think that's the thing about mental health issue is that it's become such a stigma to talk about it. But then if we don't talk about it, how is it going to get better? I actually think TikTok's really helped with therapy and just talking about how many people are going to therapy for different reasons and different traumas and really exploring themselves and working on themselves to be better. And I think TikTok's really helped bring a whole community or generation, if you will, to the idea that it's okay to go talk to someone who's an outside neutral opinion um, on your life and just to get that outsider's viewpoint could be helpful to you. And then people sharing, you know, oh, this is what my therapist said. And this is what my therapist said. And, you know, kind of giving tidbits and tricks. Unfortunately, therapy is not accessible to everyone at this time because it's still very expensive. It's not always covered through health insurance. Employers don't always offer therapy sessions during like therapy working hours. So it's kind of still a challenge to get therapy at this time, but by people talking, it will really break down that stigma and make people realize, actually, it's not a bad thing to go to a therapist. It's actually, it's normal and, you know, it's okay to talk to somebody. Nelly, and I completely agree with you. Like, therapy can be expensive, especially having to go, like, multiple times a month or like multiple times every couple months like it's always expensive but there are other ways people have been able to deal with their anxiety and their mental health issues like I know I found ways and but like I agree with you that like TikTok has become more of a community where people do 
share their personal stories and are very vulnerable, which is nice because you do see a shift where, like you said, Instagram is very edited. It's always showing the good parts, never the bad parts. And then TikTok, it's like so short and snippets and it's mostly all video, which is nice as well because people are more able to explain what's going on in their lives or like be able to make it as like even humorous out of it. Like Chris Olsen's videos where he, like you said, he thought he could do, he couldn't do videos on his own, but now he is. And like, he's able to create content, not just with his boyfriend, but by himself, which are still entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of my favorite trends that's happening right now, it's called the mosaics of the people you meet. And people on TikTok are basically explaining like why they do certain things. So one of the videos I watched this morning, it said, you know, when this girl shakes your hand or when she holds your hand, she's always going to crack your thumb. And that's because her mom always cracked her thumb as a sign of affection. And when you say, I love you, Um, She never will say I love you too, because her dad told her that that really doesn't make it any more. It doesn't mean you love the person more by saying I love you too. So she gets mad at people when they say I love you too, because that's just something like she's not grown up with. And, you know, she always looks for the number 82 because her and her best friend decided that they wanted a favorite number back in fourth grade that nobody else had so only them to have and it's like basically saying the reason why she is the way she is is because she's met different people that's impacted her viewpoint and she is the mosaic of all these different people and so this is kind of a trend that's going on where people are saying the reason why I yell I love you is because when me and my mom would go to sleep at night we would yell it at each other whoever could yell the loudest would win and that's why now whenever I say bye to my friends I always yell bye at the top of my lungs because that way they know I love them the most and I won like and that's like kind of explaining all these like little nuances of their personality and I just think it's so beautiful that people are explaining that each person you meet really has an impact on you and it's funny because I was thinking about it and I was like wow that is so true because I remember back in the day, like I would never smile with my teeth because I was so just not loving my smile. I would just never, I would just never smile with my teeth. I'd always just have my mouth closed with my lips, you know, in a smile. And I remember walking into American Eagle and this guy said, who was working there, wow, you have such a great smile. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, your teeth are so pretty. And I was like, what? No way. And ever since he said that, I've never smiled without my teeth again. Like I've always smiled with my teeth because I'm like, oh my gosh, this American Eagle worker guy thought I was like so pretty with my teeth. Like I had nice teeth. I was so excited. And that was before I had braces. So I was like, oh, check me out now. (laughs) I got straighter teeth. But it's funny because it's so true. You don't realize you do these little things like because each person has impacted you. Oh, completely agree. And like, it's a reflection of how you were raised or how people have just changed those littlest things in part of your life. Like I, I haven't seen that trend, but now I'm going to go look for it just because it seems really interesting to see how other people have affected like their friends and family. I also think that like with everything going on in like the pandemic, I feel like TikTok has 
been a great way to communicate. And so during the pandemic, obviously, like people having increased levels of anxiety and depression, worsening chronic health and mental health problems. And then like for me, especially like I've had a really hard time, like making decisions or even trying to sleep at night, just because with not just life in general, but like on top of that, you have the pandemic going on, you have your work issues, and then you have like your personal issues. And like, even just having your mental issues on top of that, like everything just seemed to keep getting bigger and bigger. And like, I just felt (laughs) getting smaller and smaller, but I definitely found ways to where I could like cope with my anxiety or when I have those mental health triggers that like can bring you down. I think the pandemic was also challenging because I mean, for me, I feel like my life has always been on a timeline, right? So it's like you graduate high school in four years, you graduate college in four years, and you can always see like an end line. You can always see like an end zone, if you will. And during this pandemic, it was like, well, when is it going to get better? And nobody knew. And then it was like, okay, maybe May, because if you remember back in the day, they said, oh, the heat will cause COVID to disappear. And so it's like, okay, cool. So by summer, we'll be good. And then summer came and we were not good. And then it's like, oh, you know what? It's the cold. Like when we get back to the cold, it will be fine. And it just seemed like it never stopped lingering. And it was really challenging because not knowing an end date it kind of just made you feel so worried about okay so what is gonna happen you know will our economy collapse like we've been through 08 and I think some of that trauma of you know we saw the job market crash and we saw the homes crash and we've been through that and even though we were not old enough to you know own a home or you know be in the job field I think that trauma from our parents kind of came back to us and we were like, oh no, like, is that going to happen now? And so it was just a very scary place to be in, you know, and it just made you kind of wonder. And I think your point about TikTok, it's interesting because I think people didn't have the life that they wanted to showcase on Instagram, aka their catalog life and they had to go to realism and show like okay no I'm just dancing in my house in my sweatpants because that's what my real life is because they weren't going on these exotic trips that they could make everybody lust over they had to show the reality in order to stay relevant basically oh true and like even some of those reality or real content that they make can go viral making that feta cheese pasta went viral and like I don't know if you weren't a foodie Instagrammer, then you probably would never have known what a feta cheese pasta is unless people created this real content where it's easily and affordable for their followers to try. Yeah. And I think the algorithm of TikTok also helps because you see so many people, you see people that have barely any following, you see people with millions of following and it can all land on your for you page. And so there's definitely a diversity of content where I think Instagram is just so calculated on who you see so even though you follow them they might not show up in your feed like right when they post um you might have to turn on your post notifications and I think it's just getting a little tiring to not see who you want to see when you want to see it and I think they tried stories to make it a little bit more real but I think even the things that people post on Instagram stories is not as real as for example Snapchat stories like I know people who still use Snapchat stories and it's very real 
compared to their Instagram. So it's like their Instagram's like this, hey, I'm so perfect. And then their their Snapchat is like real life, like they're stuck, you know, like this is what this is where they're at. Um, so it's just it's interesting to see how that platform is evolving. With everyone being so vulnerable right now with the pandemic, with their mental health issues and all of that, like I am finding new ways of how to dealing with anxiety. Even some of the stuff that the CDC have released about like coping with anxiety during and stressful situations. I've started to notice that I work out more when my anxiety goes like through the roof. I feel like working out has helped me a lot. I've done therapy, which has been super helpful as well. And then just talking to my friends and family and being open with them of when I am feeling upset and having to not feel like a burden. And I think that's why I could connect with um, Lizzo's TikTok, not feeling like a burden to people when you're upset and you want to need to talk to someone because sometimes talking to someone and being open with them and telling them, yeah, I am upset. Yeah, I'm having anxiety right now. Like they could probably help you just talk it through and just even be someone to just listen. I think the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway is to realize that you need to give everyone an opportunity to make their own decisions on their own emotions. So even though people might think you may react in a certain way, you need to give them the opportunity to prove you wrong or prove you right. But it's that person's right to have the choice on how they want to act and how they want to react to the situation. But by withholding information, like you'll never know. It's just this like made up scenario in your head that you just they could surprise you and, you know, really be the person that you needed in that moment. But if you don't give that, them that opportunity, you'll never know. Oh, I completely agree with you. And that's something like I know for sure I'm working on because I like to keep stuff to myself because I do sometimes feel like, oh, it's a, I'm going to be a burden if I tell someone I'm going through this stressful time. But at the end of the day, the more you keep inside of you, one day you're just going to snap. You just never know. And I'm trying to be more active in being someone's person if someone needed someone else to talk to just vent my dms are open or like if you just want to text me or call me i didn't have that opportunity to have people to talk to freely with and i'm learning that like other people needs that person i've learned that i can go to you i can go to my other friends and like i can go to like my boyfriend to talk to or like even just my family as well yeah that's why i commend people who can open up their can of worms online and get judged unfortunately by the world um and work out their issues like in the open in public like that is so commendable to me because it does take a lot just to even turn to your family and friends that are close to you because you know again you don't want to put a burden on them you don't want their judgment you you know you want to protect them as well so the people that just deal with things online and literally just start making these tiktoks about it I mean, that is so bold and I appreciate them for being so vulnerable with us and not, you know, not caring that whatever the backlash could be, they're just working through it themselves and that's the best way that they could do it. And they're just trying to find a community that can kind of relate to them and just try to find their people that way. And I just think that's amazing. Like, that's so cool. With this whole episode, like we will also provide links to like the mental health hotlines, the CDC articles that we've talked about, even links to um, Lizzo's TikTok and like Kat Strickler and Chris Olson's videos that we found very helpful. We've talked about in this episode, but honestly, we are both open to whoever's listening, like our followers and our friends. Like if you guys ever needed someone to talk to, we are here for you. We know mental health is 
a huge struggle and with having life happen and work and being still in a pandemic, I know that's been super hard for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm here for whoever needs to be here. Whoever needs me, I'm here. Um, because adulting is hard. Life is hard. And then you throw a pandemic and it's like, okay, I've gone through enough lifetime events that I was not anticipating my whole life to be in a history book. And at this point I'm exhausted. So I know there's others that are exhausted. Let's share this. Like we can share it together and definitely, you know, talk about it because no one is alone and everyone is always, you know, we're always here for each other. And I just think that sometimes when you get to talk to somebody, you realize like, oh, you know what? It's not only me that has to deal with it. Now, you know, I have someone else too. So that way you never have to be alone. Just we're all connected. We're stronger together for sure. For sure. Especially with corporate life, honey, you need people. (laughs) You need people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So definitely. I mean, and I know you touched on a few of these, but taking a sip of water and breathing is so helpful. You know, just like small things that you can do just to stay present is just so helpful. And what I always like to do, which is so morbid, but I like to do it. I always think about what's going to be written on my tombstone. And I figure if it's not going to be written on my tombstone, then I cannot be worrying about it for longer than, you know, an hour (laughs) because five minutes is just too short for me. So an hour. So if I don't reply to emails or if my inbox is overloaded, is that going to be on my tombstone? No. So I cannot, I cannot keep worrying about that. You know, like just small things like that, like that really bog me down or like bug me. I just try to think like, Hmm, that's weird. That won't be written on my tombstone. So I can't let that bother me because I'm hoping that by the end of the day, it's, um, what is written is that I'm a good friend and I'm a great sister and I'm a good daughter. And like, those things are the most important to me. Everything else kind of seems trivial when I think of it like that in my super morbid (laughs) example. This helps me deal with it. It's just putting them into boxes. Is this this day, this moment, this hour issue, or is this a five-year issue, 10-year issue, 20-year issue? Is this a lifetime issue? And that kind of helps me work through the degree of what I'm dealing with. It's not morbid, but it's actually a really good way of thinking about it too, because I know there are people out there, including me, who hold on to things for more than it should be. And yes, I know I'm stubborn, but I should think of it more how you're thinking. Where is this going to matter? What's going to be put on my tombstone? Like, is this issue something that should affect my mental health and my well-being for the next couple hours? I can definitely see and love your way of thinking about that. Thank you. I just think also I'm a little, I think I just think a little weird just because I lost someone so important to me at such a young age. And so for me, I'm like, life is way too short. And then you get to this point where you realize that you're just so grateful for the time that you had. And then you realize like, it was such a blessing, like, you know, that you're able to evolve into this person that you probably couldn't have become, you know, and it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird realization. And that's why everything, like even this pandemic, I'm like, this is a setup for success for everyone. Um, How does that look? It just, you know, depends on your outlook, I guess. Um, But this was definitely put in our path for a reason. And I think a lot of it is to realize that 
we're not tied to our jobs and we need to really be happy with ourselves and you know just appreciate our loved ones and the simple things too and that's what i think i really loved about the pandemic is like we all went back to like the basics right we went back to cooking and baking and puzzles and it didn't really involve a lot of technology like yes okay people were making tiktoks but we really just went back to the basics which is human connection and that's kind of what we all needed and that's kind of what you're saying is like we are here for anyone who needs you know that outlet or just a fresh set of ears, you know, or just wants to just vent something off their chest, like we're here for you. Um, but it's just funny to me how it kind of took a global standstill to realize that that's the most important thing, human connection. That's actually really true. And I now will never take for granted going out to dinners with you and like friends and family where or going to concerts or even just hopping on a plane and going to somewhere just for the weekend. Like I will... I know I will never take those for granted just because it's been taken away from us so quickly and for so long that like now I know going to dinner with my parents is a big thing for me now. We can actually go outside and like sit at a table together and not be six feet apart. Being able to like give them a hug or giving like my friends a hug is definitely a blessing now. Yeah, I can't even imagine like people who are separated for, you know, this whole time. Like I know I have family in Canada that I still cannot see because unfortunately like there's still travel regulations around that. And I'm like, it's coming up on two years, you know, like this is a very long time and I I know people like live in different parts of from their parents or their siblings and I just yeah it's just mind-boggling to to think about how how easy everything was before if you will and now it's kind of like wow it makes you think and realize like wow this was such a blessing that we had that we probably didn't even think was a blessing we were just like yeah this is normal but now we're like oh thank goodness for you know the gift of flight you know and how we're able to fly places because somebody created a plane. Like, that's cool. <laughs> now it's time for Far or Fancy. So our first one is ads that are real about their products. For example, Burger King's Moldy Burger. Far or Fancy? Fancy. Same here. I think it's just because they're being real. <laughs> like... It's not, yes, it was edited, but like, it's, it's true to what, what happens to their burgers. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it deters me from getting a Burger King. I mean, obviously I would get the impossible burger because I don't eat meat, but, um, I just think it shows like they're using real products, um, in their food. And that's something, I mean, I think it's kind of disgusting to think that we're not eating real things and things are so manufactured nowadays. Like I know when you travel to other countries, they just, things just taste different. And then you realize, wow, we are really um, a science experiment. <laughs> That's true. With all the processed foods, all the added sugars and all of that makes you think. Yeah, and then like there's, I feel like we, I feel like it's like take a shot every time we say TikTok because we say TikTok a lot. But on TikTok, there's other countries that show you like what their guidelines are for on food and then what our guidelines are on food in America. And it is shocking how different, like just simple foods they can't have over there. It's against the law. And then here it's okay. Okay, the next one, brands using all sizes of models in their ads, far or fancy? 
Fancy. I love that. I love when brands use different size, mid plus, mid size, plus size. I don't even, I, can't, I don't even want to call it normal size because there really isn't a normal size, but I think it's awesome. And it, I think it's also fancy. I feel like if you put, if your brand goes up to a certain size, you should have that size model. And I would like to get to the point where if I choose a large, I want to see what the large looks like on a person who wears a large, because I feel like sometimes these clothes are so cute on like the size of the model that they have styling it, but maybe I would choose to go in a different direction. And so like, just be honest, like if it's not made for a large and you're offering in a large, like that's fine. But I just would like to see like what that looks like on different body types, but sometimes they only have like one type and then yes, their size inclusive, is it inclusive or exclusive? Their size inclusive, I think. Their models, you know, only show like one size and it's tough. So definitely all size all race all like hair types everything like i just want to see i just want to see normal i just want to see everyday people that i see in these ads using the products agreed um next one seeking help whether it's talking to a friend or therapy far or fancy fancy same here i'm i'm learning i'm learning to be more open to my friends and um to my family members when I need help because it's hard for me to ask for help. Yeah. And I think that's totally understandable. And I think when you, I think it's also a part of like self-love, like when you love yourself, you know that other people love you too. And it's, you know, it's actually healthy to talk to others, you know, and not have everything on your shoulders because you're not like, no one is ever alone. And so definitely I think seeking help is so fancy and, you know, hopefully everyone has an outlet, you know, of a friend or even a, like, you can even talk to your pet. Like, that's fine too. Like, just, you know, let it out somehow. Um, but I think it's very fancy. And I think it just shows like you love yourself enough, you know, to go get that help or to talk about it. Next one, alternative medicine solutions like acupuncture and homeopathy. Far or fancy? Fancy. I'm on the fence about this just because I haven't tried any of it. So like, I can't really be far or fancy for it, but for if you have tried it and like it helps you, that's amazing. That's great. But for me, like personally, I haven't tried it, so I can't really give a far or fancy, but if it helps other people, then yes. So I got the TikTok acupuncture mat for my birthday and it is amazing and I love it because basically it hurts so bad when you lay on it and then like over time it kind of gets easier but it actually helps bring blood in certain areas and like relieve tension in your muscles and you know different parts and it just like honestly after a month oh it feels amazing but I definitely think that there's great alternatives I mean when I was growing up in Toronto, like a lot of the medicine there is homeopathic, um, just because like they have a lot of uh, cultures from ancient times and they believe in, you know, things from different roots and different kind of herbs and things like that can really heal the body naturally. And so I think that there is something to that, especially if it was done in ancient times. Um, it's just something to look into. I don't, 
I don't always think that there's a pill to solve everything and that there's some good alternatives potentially that could work. Okay, agreed. I guess I just need to try more homeopathic remedies or like try acupuncture even though I really am afraid of needles, but something I will try one day. And our final one, taking time off from work for a mental health day, far or fancy? Fancy. Completely fancy. I I know I've taken mental health days when I've needed it, for sure. No matter what job it was or what um, occupation, I know I've taken mental health days. I think the ultimate flex is taking time off and not telling your employer what you're taking your time off for and just being like, I'm taking time off because, you know, the second I think you have to explain yourself is the second where there's a boundary being crossed and, you know, you should be able to take time for regardless if it's for mental health, if you're going to a all-inclusive resort, if you're going to a funeral, if you're going to a wedding, whatever you're doing in your life, you should just be able to take time off and just not have to explain yourself. And I think mental health days, I think that should be an addition to PTO too. I think you should get extra PTO days to have at least one mental health day a quarter because I know a month would be too much for some people too too much for some companies unfortunately but a quarter i feel like four days a month four days a year is fine i mean even if it's you know sometimes you just want to watch netflix and that's a good mental health day no for sure and i feel like companies now are working that into their hr programs and their paid time off that mental health days are also needed because with everyone thing going on like everyone has a life and they just need a break sometimes Yeah, and it's about finding the right team that respects those days off too. Because if you take a mental health day or you just take time off in general and you're getting blown up via email or Teams or Skype or whatever, and they're not respecting your space for a day or a week, I mean, that's a little obsessive too. Like, we need to make it more normal to log off. Normalize logging off at a a specific time and not returning until the next day well thank you so much for listening to this episode um like you like we said in the beginning we aren't healthcare professionals and we're basically talking out of our own experiences and what we've read on the news and social media and obviously we love 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 to talk about tiktok it is i don't know if that's sad or like is it chuggy i'm just kidding Oh my gosh. We I just learned what chuggy meant and obviously I did not think it was what it meant. So Thanks for listening guys and if you like this episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, like us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.